great news, spouse hole listeners. We're pregnant. Welcome back to the newest episode of Spouse Holes. I'm here with my lovely wife, Kiara. How are you doing? Good. You? I'm doing pretty good. I just want to remind the listeners you can find us at Spouse Holes Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and also on our website. At spouseholes.com. Spouseholes.com. This is a podcast where me and my wife are assholes to each other, but also talk stuff and we have holes and plugs. What's a hole, Kiara? Well... <laughs> For those of you who didn't go to health class, no, just kidding. Um, our holes are uh, people who are not contributing to society. So those news stories or if people have something that happened to them that they want to tell us about that they want to share. You know, someone taking three parking spots with a little car. Yeah, something like that. Um, feel free to let us know. But that is what we consider a hole, just somebody not really helping society. And then we have plugs. What are plugs? Our plugs are the people doing good in the world so we can plug up these holes. You know, people that are rescuing children from burning buildings and any other good deeds. I mean, it can be something small, too, that completely changed your life and your experience for that day. Or if you're having a bad day and it was something small and it turned into something amazing for you. We'd also love to hear those stories. Yeah. So, you know, plug some holes or if you're a hole out there, let us know your story. We'll put you on. Who cares? <laughs> All right. So we had our last episode was a few weeks back and we wanted to let that one run for a while by itself just because we were really excited about that episode. And that one was with our deaf mentor, Kinsey. And it was um, towards the ending of the deaf um, awareness month. So for us, obviously, it's kind of a big deal for us that we have a deaf child and getting awareness out because there are things for us being hearing that we weren't aware of and getting somebody from the deaf world, the deaf perspective is always very interesting. And I don't think a lot of people run into deaf people to understand or to know how to interact with them. So it's kind of a fun episode. What did you think? I really enjoyed it. I absolutely love Kenzie. She's been great. I consider her just a new addition to the family because, you know, she takes her time. Sure, she's getting paid, but she still takes her weeknights out to come to our house and to put up with some of our antics can, I'm sure, get tiring. And she's a trooper <laughs> and she always comes and always has a smile and she's really enjoyable. Well, she's very open also. And I think that helps with, And but like she said in the previous episode, if you guys haven't checked it out, go check it out. It's called The Amazing Kins. Um, but you get her perspective. And I think it's a perspective of a lot of deaf people in the community, deaf people in the community. Um, and she's very open about it. And one thing is that a lot of those deaf people are open about, um, you know, they just they are very vocal as far as what they believe in and what they feel and they are very upfront about it and I think that's one thing that helps us is that Kinsey comes about it as respectful but you know aware of certain situations in a deaf community you know don't be aggressive or don't shake somebody if they can't hear you to get their attention you just pat them lightly just little things that I don't think a lot of people realize you know waving your hand crazy in front of a deaf person that's not polite and you would think that that would be something that you would hopefully know but there are people who don't know and I think with the hearing world um, it's funny because the way she put it was that they're a speck and like horn hears a who and it's true you know, in this huge world, they are this little tiny community. So it was kind of a fun episode to kind of 
get into their world and their perspective. Yeah, bring some awareness where we can. Um, in other news, little Kiara over here got over 75,000 views on Facebook for her Why I Sign video. <laughs> I was so nervous doing it just because it's it's nervous for me, like something that I'm not confident in my ASL yet. And that's something that I told Kinsey and she's helping me and she's working with me to be more confident in it. Um, because she's like, it's a lot of like, you know what, you just have to be a little bit more confident in, in your signing. And so for me, putting a video out there for the world and knowing that there's obviously ASL experts out there, um, was just a little like, yeah, Crazy. and so you can find the original video at Spousal's Podcast on Instagram. But then yes, from there, and Facebook. and Facebook, from there it was picked up by the channel Why I Sign. Yes, Why I Sign. And they have their page and they have awesome videos as far as stories um, of why people sign or why they do what they do. Um, but on their Facebook page, right? Yeah, so they actually reposted from ours to theirs and that's where their views were coming and in you from. Got 75,000 almost or yeah, something like almost, that. Yeah, almost, yeah. That's not crazy. crazy. Yeah, so and I do appreciate everybody out there. I know there was a couple of comments of people saying, "Oh, we're kind of going through the similar situation." So, it's kind of awesome. Well, it is awesome to hear other people's stories and to see that we're not the only ones because I think when we first found out that Erica was deaf, it did kind of feel like we were the only people that were going through this and that nobody would understand because in our family, we were technically the only people in our family going through what we went through. And our immediate community, like I don't know anyone, and well, previous to having Erica, right. we didn't know anyone who had a deaf child or was deaf themselves. Right, so it was a little scary, but obviously now, a year later, um, you know, we have a community now that we're starting to kind of get involved with and understand more. So it's been fun. And then posting that video has opened my eyes to many other people and their stories, you know, that their parents have never learned to sign and they feel like they were alone. And so it's crazy how many people are like, you're awesome for doing it. But for me, it's like, why would you not? Like you're missing out on an awesome child that you have because you don't want to learn sign language, it's really not that hard to learn the signs. It's just repeating, like re repeating what you're doing, so you can remember them. And so for me, it's just heartbreaking to know that there are parents out there who never took time to communicate with their child, you know. And that's just crazy to me because for me, it's just not something that I would ever like think of not to do. You know what I mean? So, oh, for sure. And you are crazy. killing it. You sign leaps and bounds ahead of me i need to practice more <laughs> i just i'm i think i just know a lot of the basics because i'm doing it constantly with the girls but that is true it's just not here all day with them <laughs> yeah. no it's just super important for them to get the exposure both of them because zaley's actually picking up a lot on sign and so it is nice to see her sign certain things um and starting to understand what she wants when she can't really speak it yet so that's been really nice, too, to see Zaley, you know, like tonight for bed, she heard Erica crying. And so she kept signing Erica, Erica. And she would say, you know, look, look sad. And so I'm like, yeah, Erica's sad, but she's she needs milk. And so she would sign, oh, milk, Erica, milk. And so, like, yes. So she's actually getting the hang of the communicating. So that's awesome. She's going to be a good big sister. She is. Awesome. So I think in honor of this episode... <laughs> We should get into some holes. Okay.
<laughs> Let's get into some holes. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? Okay. So my holes are these three people from North Carolina. It's his mom who decided to trade her two-year-old daughter to this couple for their car. And they did it. They exchanged a child for a vehicle. And the mom looks like a loser. And the two people, to me, don't look like somebody I would ever let my child be with at all. And so... Now, when you say trade, you mean like a permanent trade or like for the afternoon or as collateral? No, it says three people were arrested in North Carolina on Wednesday after a mother of a two-year-old allegedly traded her child to a couple for their car. Sounded like it was a permanent swap is what it sounds like to me. Wow. Um, The only reason why this was brought to anyone's attention was because the people who swapped the child, um, who received the child, I should say, um, went to the hospital with a toddler and she had a lot of bruises. And then they were asking questions of the mom. She said, no, I'm the mom. And then they changed the story that she's the adoptive mom, but she couldn't provide any paperwork. And then there was a huge investigation and it came down to it that the actual mom gave the two-year-old to these round of people so she can have their vehicle so what kind of car did she get <laughs> she got a uh 1992 plymouth laser a plymouth laser oh, a plymouth laser yes so i think we could do better for one of our kids shut up i just no that makes me sick to my stomach <laughs> to even think about i can't even talk like that and even in joking like it's just disgusts me that there are people like that. Like you, as a mother, it's your responsibility to be there for your child. Like they can't defend themselves and they can't protect themselves. And that's why you're there. Like you are who is supposed to be there for them. And to trade them off like they're nothing, to me that just breaks my heart for that child. Like they are holes in my books. And the people who did get the child should have went immediately to the police and said this is what happened. Like, this woman obviously doesn't want her child, but we don't want any problems, and we think that the child needs to be in a better home. To be in a better situation. So, I, for me, it's just a sickening situation, and I just can't even... Can't even joke about it. Can't even joke about it. Well, then you're not going to like mine either. No, I'm not. I already know. I'm not going to. I can see it in your eyes. (laughs) So, my hole has to do with a man who... Well, let's ask it this way. How far would you walk to see me? I don't know. I have a car. <laughs> okay. Well, this man walked 351 miles from Indiana to Wisconsin in order to hook up with what he thought was a 14-year-old girl. And that's different. Me and you is different than a grown-ass man trying to hook up with a... He's a pedophile and he's a creep and he's trying to hook up with a 14-year-old girl. Oh, totally. I just wanted to see how many miles I could get out of you. Oh, I don't know. Couple? Yeah, maybe. Two? That's a lot to ask. That is a lot to ask. <laughs> no, the, how, how gross is that? Well, first of all, I'm very glad that it was actually a sheriff. Right. And that he ends up getting arrested right. and faces life in prison, which is what he deserves. Well, no, it's what I hope he gets because a lot of the times they get off a little bit sooner or good behavior and then they put him on house arrest. Like that guy, I don't know if anybody else heard about this guy who was on house arrest and he's a convicted pedophile and he cuts off his monitor and they're still looking for him. 
So I'm like, really? Like, are you guys like, what are you guys doing? Anyway, yeah. so what are you saying? It's just crazy to me that, and as he was walking, you know, 10 miles here, 20 miles there, he was updating the, what he thought, 14 year old girl, Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm there. And then one of the things he kept saying, I guess, in his text was, I want to have 500 babies with you in one year. What? Does he know that it takes nine months? <laughs> well, that's just wrong. Like, how can you? Clearly, he's not 100% mentally there. One, because he's going after a 14-year-old girl. And two, he thinks you can have 500 babies in a year with one person. I just think, I think this is a good time for me to say this. And I don't know if any parents are going to agree or disagree with me. But I honestly think that our time is a little bit different than when we were children. And we need to make sure that our kids are aware of situations like this i understand that the world isn't all scary but to be exposed to as much as we are on our cell phones the news everything you hear so many more stories now of um human human trafficking or you know child abuse stories and that stuff freaks me out but i also know i want my kids to have a good childhood and good growing up and i know that as us as parents we're not crazy and we're not going to put them in any harm's way but you just never know you just don't know and that's a sad thing is that there are some people who say well i was abused by a family member not some stranger you know and that's what's scary but as long as as a parent you do everything you can to make your child aware you have i think a better chance of your child coming to you and saying hey this is what happened before it gets into something that escalates and you know something worse happens to your child I don't want that to happen to any child at all. Like it breaks my heart to even think about it. But I just think awareness needs to be big now with the new generation. And that's so sad that they can't, they have to live in a realistic world now. And the fact that the internet is so readily available and so scary that you do need to educate your children, watch your children. And if you're allowing your child to have access to the internet it needs to be very monitored in my opinion like well even when i was a child and this story is personal and i am not proud of it but when i was maybe 15 um one of my friends from school was in this chat room and i don't even remember what chat room is you know back then they had chat rooms so i was in this chat room talking to her and this guy kept popping up to talk to me and I had no idea who this guy was. And I was like, okay, well I can't talk to you. And I kept closing it. Well, he ends up saying something really inappropriate and my dad comes into the room and sees it. And obviously I think as a teenager, I was like, what is your deal? Like, why are you so mad at me? I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't say anything to the guy. I don't know who he is. Like I kept closing it. I don't know why you're upset with me. But as a parent now, I'm like, oh, I get why my parents were so mad. They weren't mad at me. They were afraid of the situation. And so even back then when it was something that would just happen, that you would get a message, you know, and you don't realize that there are predators out there. Now it's just so easy to access somebody online, you know. Well, in some of those instances, if they request you to drop a pin and then you just trying to close it quickly, accidentally click, except it. Mm-hmm. they now know exactly where you are. Right. And it's and like, you, you don't told think me, about it. And you told me about a story of a guy in China or something. 
oh yeah, just recently who, and, and that's the scary part is um, just recently in, in I think it was Japan or China. You the they have the pop artists, and I want to say it was Japan. Um, but this pop artist took a selfie, and she was on the subway. And this guy who was a stalker, and I just can't even like wrap my brain around this, but he stalked her to the point where he saw that selfie, enlarged it, looked into the girl's eyes, was able to get like the subway number that she was on or like something. through the reflection or something? Through the reflection of her eyes. And was able to use Google and able to actually locate exactly where she was at, was able to get go to that place, wait for her, follow her to her home, and then, you know, sexually assaulted her. Uh, she went to the cops and everything, and they arrested him. But it's just like you don't even know who's the other person behind the other computer, you know. And that's what's scary is you don't know. They can't say that they are you know you can have this connection with them and they can say that they're your friends and then you actually meet up and it's somebody completely different you know there's plenty of stories out there that i've heard and it it's horrifying and i'm the type of person eric hates it, but i'm the type of person who loves those crime shows and so i would see a lot of these stories that would come up of you know children thinking they were talking to somebody who was maybe two years older than them they meet up and it actually ends up being like a 40 year old man who ends up raping and killing them and the kid was like 12 you know so just those kinds of stories that you hear and you're like this is something that could happen and you don't want to be dwelling on it but it's just hard with the internet as always it's, it's always on you know so you always have access to all of these stories and i feel like facebook recently has just been one after another of amber alerts and amber alerts and some of them are you know parents who are crazy and trying to get custody and and others are a little bit more scary of somebody actually kidnapping a child. So it's just awareness is big, I think. Trying to shelter them too much, I think, is more dangerous than just being yeah, you a, a little that, uncomfortable and saying happy, this is what happens. The happy medium. Right. You know, you don't want your kid to feel like everything outside is terrible and so they recluse themselves to their room and don't have a life, but at the same time, you don't want them. No, you just want them to be aware. And I think it definitely depends on the age and the mentality of that child. You know, you're not going to be telling a two-year-old things. You might be telling some, like something to a 14-year-old child, you know. Absolutely. I think it definitely depends on the situation. Um, but I do think that awareness is a big key, you know. For me, I know that a big thing for us growing up, and I don't know if I talked about this on a different podcast, was no sitting on people's laps. And I think for a lot of people, that's weird. Like, you don't think about it. Um, but for us, it's just don't sit on anyone's laps, boy or girl. That way you don't get confused on who, why it's okay for somebody and why not for another person. My dad was always very open about that kind of stuff. And my mom grew up in a home where it was more like closed and you don't talk about certain things. And my dad's wasn't like that. His was more open and you talk about everything. And so it made my mom uncomfortable, but she understood why it needed to be done. Um, there were things that, you know, my dad would tell us and we were like, oh, like we weren't aware of that, of why you shouldn't sit on a guy's lap. And now it's like as a parent, it's like, well, now I understand. Or, you know, don't be alone with, you know, you shouldn't be alone with people like grown ups. Like if there's a, especially with little girls, you know, even little boys, if you're alone in a room with somebody, you know, and it's a family party, you need to be with everybody in the party. You know, just little things that we didn't really think about as children. You know, okay, we'll just do it. But now as adults, you're like, oh, now I understand why. So I just think awareness. It just breaks my heart to see all these stories. If I could, 
I would rescue all of the children and make sure that nobody gets harmed. That would be my my life goal. <laughs> and it breaks my heart whenever I hear those stories. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm trying not to cry. I'm a little emotional recently. I'm sorry. <laughs> and why are you a little emotional? Because we're pregnant. <laughs> oh, you're pregnant. I'm not emotional. My two kids are enough right now. And when we have this third one, you're talking about rescuing every kid in the world. They happen. I'll do my best. I'll do my best, everyone. We'll keep the R3 good and safe. <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's try to lighten the mood yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so we actually, um, I don't know if we were really trying for a third. I think it was just, it was out there. We weren't not trying for a third. Well, here's here's my two cents. For people that go out in the world and say this baby was an accident or a surprise. It wasn't. Well, no, oh. I mean, this is my, this is a theory. <laughs> okay, that's that's my theory. theory. When someone else outside of us or outside mm-hmm. of, I'm just saying in this general conversation right, right, right. I hear quite often and they say, ah, oh, that was a surprise or that was whoops or an accident. I can only say, did you have unprotected sex? Yes or no. And if they say yes, then it was planned. Right. You know, if you're having sex and you're not wrapping it or you're not on birth control or something you can't say it's an accident you just gotta say you know we shouldn't have done that you know (laughs) but if you're willing to have sex you're willing to have what some people consider the consequence (laughs) and (laughs) in our case consequence isn't always bad i think people think of a consequence and think always negative i always grew up my dad always saying a consequence can be good or bad so for me a consequence i don't necessarily think bad so yeah, you know, sense. hard work, the consequences, you know, it pays off in whatever you're putting the hard work into. Right. That being said, we were kind of trying. No, we were. Because you had ovulation tests. And I whenever those them, things smiled. It was funny because I, we were, like I wanted to try for another one. And then I felt like, well, I thought we had the conversation and you didn't want to. And then it flipped so that I was like, okay, because we were just kind of in a weird place. I think, you know, and so we were being spousals. Yeah, we were being spousals. And so it switched and I was like, I don't know. And you're like, well, now I want one to try for another. And so, well, for me, the biggest eye opening thing was, is I made the phone call to schedule a vasectomy. Mm-hmm. And the lady on the phone says, you know, we're going to send you a pamphlet. This pamphlet will have what you need to know. And let's schedule you for next Friday. And we'll get this thing done. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> You know, I thought there was going to be like an office visit. I was going to be able to look look at the furniture a little bit or something, you know, <laughs> go a little bit beyond. Oh, yeah, this will be done in four days. Right. And for me, it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Am I really done? Is this? It was really eye opening. And right. then like within two days, we get the pamphlet. Oh, it was quick. And the pamphlet, I open it up and, you know, it's got all the photos and stuff and I'm like I don't even know that's what's going on down there (laughs) and yeah they're just it was just so quick that I'm like am I really sure so it was like a self-reflecting moment and for me I really want a son and taking this and hoping that it's a boy we don't know yet we do we have seen a heartbeat we went to uh, a place called fetal photo which they'll do as long as you're willing to pay them they'll do an ultrasound for you whenever you want at eight weeks at eight weeks Mm -hmm. and that's about where we're at so we went in we saw the heartbeat we saw the little what was it size of a grape Mm -hmm. size of a grape thing rolling around in your belly 
hopefully it's a boy. The guy, the guy we've gone to him for both the girls previous, and he's just like, oh, you're trying for that boy, I see. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, it kind of looks like a boy's face. And I'm like, uh-huh, real funny because <laughs> you, you don't see no, anything don't see but a little grape-shaped thing, you know. And so it was, it was just fun experience to go and check that out. But at the same time, you know, if it is that boy, I'll be freaking out. And then yeah. I might be willing to try for another one. I don't know. You might be done after I this I might one? be done. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> now, this actually pregnancy hasn't been too crazy. I think the ones, the last two were a little bit more, I felt like I was pretty sick at four weeks. Like as soon as we found out, I was like vomiting and I couldn't keep anything down. This one, I feel like I gained weight real quick because I'm craving everything and it's not good stuff. That's my baby boy. <laughs> If it's a girl, we're happy too. Happy, healthy. Yeah, we matters. just want happy, healthy. But so, if, if I'm speaking truthfully, I would like it to be a boy. <laughs> so um, this time around, I feel like we announced it earlier to every, not to our family, because normally we announce pretty early to our families, um, but to everybody else. And I personally had a hard time with announcing early just because before Zaley, we did have two miscarriages. So that kind of hit me hard with, I don't know if I don't want to connect with what I have going on in my stomach, like the baby. I just, it's not that it's more of like, I don't want to hear pity from everybody, but the way that you put it really helped me was you just need to celebrate every pregnancy and we just need to keep positive and, and hope for the best. And it's true. I think I want to make sure that this pregnancy goes smooth and healthy and everything's fine, but I also don't want to be upset with myself that I didn't celebrate and, you know, celebrate that baby. So I think that really helped me when you, you know, talk to me. I was doing something good for once. I wasn't ruffling feathers. <laughs> so, yeah, I have been a little bit more emotional, so I apologize. But I do apologize for not posting as much either on our social media just because my phone makes me nauseous. <laughs> so I try not to look at it. So... <laughs> But hopefully by the next trimester, we'll be fine. We'll be ramped up ready and ready to go. to go. So I'll do my best. I know, man. With you being all nauseous and tired all the time, I've had to clean more, cook more, <laughs> take care of the kids. Shit. <laughs> I still do stuff. I don't sit around and not do anything. Jeez. No, I said I had to do more. I didn't say uh, all. Okay. Normally, I'm the one that sits around and does nothing. <laughs> All right, so should we get into some plugs? Let's plug it up. All right. You want me to go first again? No, I'll go first this time. All right. So I found a theme in all my news stories that I decided to read, apparently, and it had to do with miles traveled. And the most other story, in a positive light, was a man who was going to travel via wheelchair 218 miles um, in order to raise awareness, but also to go see a, you know, famous guy teach. Hmm. But the process was in order to raise money and awareness for a food shelter. Hmm. So I thought it was kind of cool. He was traveling across, across Georgia. He plans to move 10 miles a day. And at the end of his journey... He will see President Jimmy Carter teach Sunday school. 
in October later wow. this later this month. That's awesome. But his goal is 200 and what did I say? 18 miles on a wheelchair. That's crazy. So, I mean, you know, give up some food for that guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. I like seeing people who stand up for things and bring awareness. That's awesome. That's a good story. So, mine has to do with a lady giving birth. (laughs) So, there's a deputy in Florida, a deputy in Florida, who pulled over a car that was going like 60, 65 in a 45 speed limit. So, he pulls him over and the husband's like, she's giving birth. She's in labor. Like You can see the head. And he tells the officer, look, look, look. Like You can see the head coming out. And so, the officer runs back to his car calls us for an ambulance, goes to the side of, you know, the passenger and the baby, the little baby girl is pretty much coming out. And so he catches the baby and delivers, helps deliver the baby and they get there, the ambulance gets there and the baby's already born. So they just have to finish taking him to the hospital and all that. So he... So did they say what they did with the umbilical cord? Did I have to do something like clamp he, it? You, yeah, you think you clamp it and you cut but it. Did he know to clamp and cut or did they just... Well, right when she was born, like he caught it and caught her, I should say, sorry. And the um, ambulance was running right to them. Oh, okay. So, so I'm sure that they already, you know, they ha- they handled it. Had idea. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, he is my... Plug. I'm sh- I'm assuming obviously he didn't get a ticket or anything. So I'm, it doesn't say. That would but be hilarious. <laughs> I would if I, if I got a ticket and my daughter's head was out of you out of you when I got the ticket or whatever. I think I would like hang it with their birth certificate or <laughs> something. <laughs> Just I would be proud of it. Or maybe I wouldn't pay it and then get arrested for it. Oh I don't know. I, there has to be more to it if that was to happen. And something that would just be awesome. Yeah. he. I don't think there wasn't anything. I don't think he did from the look of it. It kind of just looked like it was like understanding and everything. But it was cool for the deputy. He said in the whole time that he's been doing it, it's been years, like 20 years or something. He's never had to do a delivery. So for him, it was a weird, cool experience for him to do. So uh, That poor car. <laughs> Were they the ones that traded for the... Stop. I can't even <laughs> joke about that. All right, guys. So that was our episode. Eric's being a little shit. Being a little spousal. Okay. So you guys can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, spousals.com. I'm sorry. (laughs) At spousals podcast or our website. Spouseholes.com. He's in a weird mood, guys. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.